All right, how's everybody doing? Hotel. All right, hey, this is Michael M. Hotel, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. Uh, it is Friday, September 21st, 2018. We are live. So I think this is my first broadcast since uh, my show Sunday night. Uh, what was that? The 16th, I think it was, the African History Network show. All right, so I hope everybody's doing well. Hey, I wanted to talk about this uh, story dealing with um, African-American-owned beauty supply stores, okay? And uh, this is a great story from Black Enterprise. And uh, this deals with a growing number of uh, African-American-owned beauty supply stores. But just like any of our businesses, we have to support them, okay? Because if we don't support them, they're going to go out of business. All right, so everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in. And then also um, African-American business owners, post the name of your business and website here on the thread of the broadcast. And uh, we'll tell you how you can advertise with the African History Network to promote your African-American-owned business, all right? Okay, so um, this is a story I saw and I wanted to talk about back in August, but I was so busy, did not get a chance to do this. Uh, so hair, uh, we know that hair care is a billion-dollar industry, and this thanks largely in part to African-American women. Now, uh, the Nielsen 2018 uh, report dealing with spending habits, uh, specifically with uh, African-American consumers, um, there, there's a uh, report that came out from uh, A.C. Nielsen, February 15, 2018, Black Impact uh, consumer categories where African-Americans move markets. Black impact consumer categories where African-Americans uh, African move uh, markets. And in this uh, 2018 Nielsen report, it shows that African-Americans spent $54 million on ethnic hair and beauty products in 2017 alone. Uh, okay, so those are, those are hair care products specifically targeting African-American uh, African-Americans, okay? Along with spending on products created specifically to appeal to them, African-Americans also spent $473 million on hair care within the general beauty marketplace in 2017. Yet despite their massive contributions, the uh, beauty supply stores where African-American women shop for hair extensions and products are largely owned by Korean Americans. And we know this, there was a documentary about 10 years ago called The Takeover, uh, done by a documentarian uh, named Aaron Raynan. And um, this documentary dealt with how the Koreans took, took over the African-American hair care industry, okay? And they used their history and culture uh, to do it. And in the documentary, they said they're not gonna give it back, Okay. However, they are losing some ground uh, in that market, and we'll, we'll deal with that here. Okay. Okay. So, um, despite the massive contribution, despite the massive contributions, the beauty supply stores where African American women shop for hair extensions and products are largely owned by Korean Americans. In fact, Korean Americans run seventy percent 
of all beauty supply stores in the country due to their ties to Korea, where most hair has been imported and exported since the 1970s. Now we also know some. We also know some comes from India. Um, in the uh, documentary, uh, the takeover, how Koreans took over the black hair care industry, there was a part two. There was a follow up to that, where Aaron Raynan went to India. And no, so, uh, sorry, he went to uh, I think it was London. He went to the UK, and he and he saw that Koreans dominate the the market there as well. And this was about uh, probably about uh, eight to ten years ago. This documentary came up. And if you used to listen to the Michael Bazden show, um, uh, when Michael Bazden had the uh, had his national show before he lost the syndication uh, and was off the air, uh, he interviewed uh, Aaron, uh, he interviewed Aaron Raymond as well. Okay, so um, Sam Hwang, H W A N G, Sam Hwang um, is vice president of the National Federation of uh, beauty suppliers. And he spoke with WOSU uh, radio, WOSU radio. And he said, uh, most of the hair manufacturing was done out of Korea back in the day, okay? He said it was real human hair, so it was really expensive. But many of the Korean women actually cut off their hair to set, to sell for uh, the hair industry to grow. Okay, he said many Korean, many of the Korean women, um, many of the Korean women actually cut off their hair to sell for the hair industry to grow. End quote. Now, as a result, um, many first-generation Korean immigrants either worked for or opened beauty businesses in the U.S. Okay, and let me just monitor. This. I'm trying to monitor this on. Uh, can y'all still hear me? I'm trying to monitor this here on uh, my phone also. Okay, looks like we're still on. Okay, how's everybody doing? All right, Deshaun, how you doing, Fred? Go mob. All right, and an African-American business owners, hey, post the name of your uh, business and your website here on the thread of the broadcast, and we'll tell you how you can advertise uh, with the African History Network as well. Um, we put your 60 second commercial into the audio podcast of our uh, radio show when we reach thousands of uh, people across the country on a weekly basis. So email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com for more information. All right, so now the marketplace, however, is slowly shifting. Now, one reason the marketplace for, for um, African-American um, beauty supply stores, okay? Uh, so the marketplace is slowly shifting. One reason for the shift is because many Korean-American beauty supply store owners are not passing their businesses down to their children, okay? Instead, their children are choosing and even being encouraged to work in other professions, reports WOSU Radio. So in, in passing... Uh, a first generation business on to other generations is um, uh, uh, it, it, it's a uh, arduous task for any ethnic group. Okay, is not guaranteed for any ethnic group. Okay.
okay, we know is less likely for African-American-owned businesses for a number of reasons, undercapitalized, uh, less businesses per 100,000 uh, African-Americans, things like this, right? But um, here we see with Korean-Americans, we see their children going into other fields, going into other professions, and these businesses not being passed on oftentimes. So this is a good, this is a good opportunity for African-Americans to launch black beauty supply stores, okay? This is a, a good opportunity for this. But when we do that, we have to make sure that we support them, one. Two, we have to, ha we have to make sure that we have the right mindset, okay? So there was a situation, and you saw us uh, post articles about this here on the thread of the, here on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network. There was a uh, beauty supply store, and I forgot which, uh, city it was in. I'm going to try to bring up uh, this article because uh, I talked about it briefly on my radio show uh, a couple Sundays ago. But there was a beauty supply store and it was Asian owned. Okay. I can't remember if he was Korean or Chinese, but it was Asian owned. It was uh, a male owner. And there was a, a African-American woman with her young child. He may have been three, four years old. But he took a uh, $1, $2 keychain out of the store. Apparently, he took it. His mother didn't know it. There was an argument between her and the store owner. Uh, and she takes the keychain, throws it at him. He punches her in the mouth, punches her in the face, hits her in the mouth. Her lip is cut. She has to get stitches, okay? From what I heard, I think it was three stitches. Her mouth was bleeding. It was um, a bystander recorded it with her cell phone. So African-American men organized a boycott of this store, okay, to call attention to what was going on, to redistribute the pain through economic withdrawal strategies, okay? So the store owner cut the price of everything, had a big sale, 50% off everything. So there was a line of African-American women outside the store to take advantage of this sale. So the brothers on the sidelines with signs saying, wait a second, you know, we said, why are you standing there giving your money to this guy? Do you know what happened here a week ago or something like that? You know, we're here to support you. So there was this one loudmouth sister, the light-skinned sister, loudmouth, you know, and she gets into an argument with these men, out there cussing them out, things like this. She's like, sister, we're here, you know, supporting you. You know, why are you going off on us? She said, you ain't done nothing for me, blah, blah, blah. You know, she may have daddy issues. I don't know what it is, all right? But there was an article from AtlantaBlackStar.com about this entitled, uh, now we posted the video on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, but AtlantaBlackStar.com has an article about this. Folks express disappointment after black women flocked to beauty supply store where woman was assaulted after owner announces sale. Folks expressed disappointment after black woman after black women flocked to beauty supply store where woman was assaulted after owner announces sale. Okay, now we're gonna post a link here and you can follow this story. We're gonna post a link here on the thread of uh, of the broadcast. All right, and this article is from AtlantaBlackStar.com, but other news outlets carried this story as well. And this took place, um, Ann and Jun's, J-U-N, apostrophe as Beauty Supply, uh, faced boycotts earlier this month. This article came out August 29, 2018. Earlier this month, after shocking video of owner 
Chun Siok Jun punching a black woman in the face over a 99 cent keychain. The woman's three-year-old son had pocketed the item as they left the store without her knowledge, okay? And I'm trying to find out where the, uh, which city this is in, but they have the video in here. You can watch the video. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, imagine that. Oh my God, I forgot. Imagine that. Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? And you got this taking place in Tulsa, Oklahoma? See, something wrong up here with some of our people. I'm sorry. And I understand, I'll be, I understand many of us are going through post-traumatic slave syndrome, Dr. Joy the group, post-traumatic slave syndrome. And, you know, many of us are going through trauma. Many of us are going through PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And many of us are going through PTSD 3.0, President Trump stress disorder. I understand all that. But there's something wrong up here, okay? You, you in the home of Black Wall Street, right? Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, 20, about 27 millionaires, multimillionaires, oil discovered around 1905, the most prosperous uh, African-American economic uh, community basically in this country. And you have something like this going on. And then when brothers stand up to support the sisters, unfortunately, you, got, you, you have some who are dealing with post-traumatic slave syndrome that attack them, all right? So, um, and then the, the uh, previous article to this, uh, this one here was from August 14, 2018. Residents boycott Tulsa Beauty Supply after owner assaults a black, black woman over 99 cent keychain. That was from August 14, 2018. Now, I'm not saying all Asian-owned beauty supply stores do this, but we've seen certain instances, we've seen certain maltreatment uh, uh, of them, we've heard stories about African Americans being followed around in the stores, things like this. And then we saw what happened in Brooklyn at the uh, nail salon there, okay, where two African American women were assaulted by uh, at least one of the employees, maybe more than one of the employees there. And there have been massive protests taking place uh, uh, at there. There was the new new Red Apple Salon, a Happy Salon, something like that, there in Brooklyn, okay, Flatbush Avenue. So we've seen stories uh, like this in African-American uh, media, okay? And I know, uh, you know, Jade Arendelle, who's one of the main protesters down there in Brooklyn, she's been sharing uh, uh, the Facebook Live videos and things like that. So we post them here on our uh, Facebook fan page, the African History Network, to keep you abreast on what's going on with that economic boycott that's taking place. Okay, so... Uh, let's continue here. All right. How's everybody doing? Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. All right. All right. So another contributing factor is the growing popularity and acceptance of natural black hairstyles. Meanwhile, as more Korean Americans are leaving the industry, the stores that long cater to black customers are increasingly moving into black ownership. Now, see, this is a good trend. This is something good. We have to notice this trend is taking place, support these stores that, that are taking place, and to support these stores that are, are, are popping up, these African-American-owned stores. And at the same time, we have to make sure that the owners of these stores understand business, understand customer service, okay? And this is not... This this is I'm not saying that African American owned 
businesses don't understand customer service. The reason why is because a lot of these Asian-owned businesses don't understand customer service. Well, if they do, they sure don't show it to us oftentimes. But what I am saying is that it's harder being an African-American business owner. The reason why is because um, every ethnic group in this country, for the most part, they have their history and culture intact. And they use their history and culture to fight for scarce wealth, power, and resources. Now, I taught entrepreneurship for a number of years. My degree is in business administration with a major marketing. My degree is not in history. I've been studying history for 26 years. My degree is actually in business administration. I've been business consulting, retail management. I worked in corporate America. So I'm very familiar with all this, okay? But every ethnic group is the, uh, in America, for the most part, are the largest employers of their own people. And they use their history and culture to fight for scarce wealth, power, and resources. And their history and culture teaches them that the only way they're going to survive is through self-reliance working together. Now, this does not mean that they don't get involved in politics. They do get involved in politics. You're just not invited to those meetings. And they all have their own chamber of commerce, the Chinese chamber of commerce, the Caribbean chamber of commerce. Because I've been to uh, here in the Detroit, metro Detroit area, I have been, I was invited to a uh, Caribbean Chamber of Commerce meeting. And you got these brothers and sisters from the Caribbean with their businesses. The, the brother who invited me owned 16 McDonald franchises in Michigan back in 2010. I don't know how many he owns now. Okay. So they all have that and politicians come to their meetings. See, so oftentimes we don't know about these things because we're not invited to those meetings. Okay. So because they have their history and culture intact, their history and culture um, acts as a, a cohesiveness that binds the people together, okay? Be, and, and it also gives them, uh, it creates a cultural paradigm that they see reality through. So, so for African-Americans, because for the most part, we've been stripped of our history and culture, we've been taught to see reality through the eyes of Europeans, okay? So that cohesiveness, that binds the people together for the most part has been stripped away from us. So when we go into business, we're operating from a disadvantage. It doesn't mean that we can't be successful in business. It means we have to be smart and we have to work hard and we have to understand these things, all right? Um, so so this, is this is extremely important. When we go into business, it's totally different. This is why a lot of the, a lot of the business books that are, are written for white people, a lot of that stuff doesn't work for us because our circumstances are different, our history is different, et cetera, okay? Now, there's some things you can learn from it, but overall, it's totally different for African-American business owners. All right, now, uh, we'll come to some of your comments here in just a minute, okay? And African-American business owners, post the name of your business here uh, on the thread of the broadcast also, okay? And email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com to find out how to uh, advertise on the podcast of our radio shows. We're on six different podcast platforms. We reach thousands of people across the country on a weekly basis. All right, now, according to the Black-Owned Beauty Supply Association, the Black-Owned Beauty Supply Association, okay, 150 Black-Owned Beauty Supply stores opened around the country in 2017, bringing the total to 3,000. Okay. Now, how many people knew? Now, I remember in, in the in the uh, documentary, 
the um, the takeover, how Koreans took over the black hair care industry. And there are excerpts of that on YouTube that you can watch. If you can't find the whole thing on YouTube, you can you can watch it. The uh, that black owned beauty supply association, they're in the documentary. But how many of us knew that there are 3,000 African American owned uh, beauty supply stores in this country? Okay, see, this is one of the reasons why we need to read Black Enterprise magazine, blackenterprise.com. We uh, that Black Enterprise is extremely important, financialjuneteenth.com, extremely important because these are the publications that plug us into this type of information. So we know the types of businesses to support. We know these types of associations. So there may be people watching this right now who want to start a Black-owned beauty supply store, but this is a good time to do it. But you want to plug into these associations. And if you're an African-American business owner, you definitely want to seek out that, that Black Chamber of Commerce and African-American Chamber of Commerce in your city, okay? And if there isn't one, you may have to start one because when you have a good chamber of commerce that's designed for African-Americans, it can help you with networking. It can give you the type of support, connect you with bankers. There's all types of resources, all types of training that they can provide for you. OK, and I'll be joining, you know, here we in Detroit, we have Ken Harris and the National Business League, um, which was um, originally founded by Booker T. Washington around 1900. It was the National Negro Business League. Then it was rebranded re the National Business League. OK, and that's a national organization. It's like a, a, um, a black chamber of commerce. All right. So. You have 3000. African-American owned. Uh, beauty supply stores. Now, Tamika Morris, for instance, says the lack of Black-owned beauty supply stores motivated her to open her own. She said, quote, as I did research, I realized 99% of the revenue that comes into these stores are by Black women, end quote. Who would have thought? And and she said, and she's the owner of Miss Melanin, Miss Melanin in Canal, Winchester, Ohio. And this was reported by WOSU, okay, out of Ohio. She said, quote, but then I realized the few number of stores that are owned by black women, end quote. So these, so so we have to open businesses in industries where we dominate in expenditures. And the Nielsen report that they have here. That, that that gives us some indication of that. I know Target Market News has their report also. To, I think it's targetmarketnews.com. Um, the uh, and Black Enterprise has information about that as well. But the but the hair care industry is extremely important for African Americans, uh, especially the uh, beauty supply store, because you have Koreans who are not passing these businesses on to that second generation. That is an opportunity for us to buy these stores. See, it's one thing to sit back and complain and say the Koreans are doing this, the Koreans are doing that. This is an opportunity to buy those stores. So when we, so when we talk about, you know, stopping gentrification, you know, we got to focus on buying the block, buying these businesses, all right? So, um, okay, let me come to some of your comments here. All right, let me come to some of your comments and then we'll come back to this, all right? How's everybody doing? Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network. 
host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecture, and writer. Um, we are dealing with how uh, Black-owned beauty supply stores are growing in number, okay, but we need to support them, okay? And also, I'm going to let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. We have a special promotion uh, running till uh, Sunday, uh, to run it for a couple more days. Um, you get 50% uh, off your first month, okay? We take uh, your 30-second uh, to 60-second commercial, put it into the audio podcast of our Sunday night radio show that I do. And we're on six different podcast platforms. We're on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, uh, Acast, F FM Player, and TuneIn.com. We reach thousands of people across the country. If you don't have a commercial, send us a script. We can record one for you. But if you uh, uh, are an African-American business owner, maybe you are a book author, you're on a bookstore, brick and mortar store, e-commerce, you have a clothing store, uh, hair supply, what have you, you want to check out the African History Network, okay? We have low-cost advertising solutions that can help you reach uh, potential customers all across the country. All right, so who we have here? We have Sharif. How you doing, Sharif? Uh, Gregory, yeah, 3,000, yep. Um, and there are 47.4 million African Americans in the country, okay? About about half or so are adults. Um, let's see. Join us as we travel to the mother and cradle of civilization, Egypt, known to its indigenous people as Kemet, both in January or July 2019, as we explore its ancient sites. For those who want more than a mythical depiction of an African nation, like Wakanda in the movie Black Panther, then Kemet must be visited, because in its day, it was an actual Wakanda whose entire land was filled with technologically advanced structures. This trip is for those already aware of the historical input of Africans to Kemet. It is for those who want to know what was meant by the phrase, Know Thyself, originated by the people of ancient Kemet. Those who want to know what the mysteries were and who was allowed entry into them. Those who want to know what the purpose of life was for the people of ancient Kemet and what the actual reasons were for the temples and their construction. Join us and allow the answers to transform your mortal consciousness to spiritual consciousness as we make this pilgrimage. For more information about either of our tours, we can be reached at www.manwomanknowthyself.com. That's www.manwomanknowthyself.com. Blessings and peace. Yeah, hey. It don't matter your credit score, my sister, brother, we gotcha. I wanna help my people out, just came to spread some knowledge. This world can be a crazy place, and I wanna see you prosper. Business credit works, get the ebook from Daryl Johnson, yeah. With good credit, it will help you levitate. For so long we've been inside a system, now it's time to break. Business credit, that is power, it does not discriminate. Even if you've been in jail, or you did not graduate, you can buy a house, put money on it. Call, invest in the company and be your own boss. This is how it works, but you need credit first. Hey, businesscreditworks.com. Make sure to check out the site and get your free ebook from Daryl Johnson. It's time to change the game, man. Get your business credit up. Let's go. Hey.
Hey, what's going on? My name is Edward Williams, and I'm the founder and creator of Health by Any Necessary, and also the founder of the Black Self Care Academy. Our mission is to aggressively inspire and radically improve the health conditions of our community by any means necessary. And the way we're going to do that is by empowering you with online health courses as well as online health coaching to help radically improve your health as well as overall ending our dependency on a healthcare system that has shown time after time that does not have our best interests in mind. Over at the Self Care Academy, we'll be creating courses on how to prevent and reverse preventable diseases such as high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, high cholesterol. Uh, we also have general health improvement courses uh, such as Health 101, uh, Health Defense, and we also have courses on emotional eating, uh, workout programs, nutrition, and those are just to name a few. We will be constantly adding to our academy and anything else that will help radically improve the health issues of our community. So make sure you go check out the Black Self Care Academy. Uh, this is Edward Williams signing off. And as always, our community, our responsibility. Let's get it. Peace. Hotep, everybody. This is Michael M. Hotep, host of the African History Network show. Hey, if you are a business owner and you want to reach thousands of people on a weekly basis to market your service or product or maybe your upcoming event, then you want to advertise with the African History Network. Email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com for more information. And right now, for a limited time only, we have a special promotion, buy one month, get one month free. Are you struggling with your finances or just need a second opinion? My name is Marticia Patterson, and I am here to help. Whether you have questions about credit, retirement, taxes, investments, or meeting day-to-day -day responsibilities, you deserve access to a qualified, caring, and resourceful financial professional. As a certified financial planner with over 19 years in the wealth management industry, I have a passion for helping people gain confidence and become successful with money. Taking control of your finances creates options instead of obstacles confidence instead of uncertainty. Make no mistake, this is an important step for all of us. Will you allow your situation to control you or will you take control and make your money behave? My name is Marticia Patterson. Call or email me today to schedule an appointment. My phone number is 646-552-4384. Again, 646-552-4384 or email me at pattersonplan17 at gmail.com. Let me look at some more of your comments. Linda, that's great. It's a billion dollar industry. Angela watching from Boston. Okay. And uh, African American business owners post the name of your, your business here on the thread of the broadcast and your uh, website address. Okay. Baba Box, Baba Boxes LLC.com, Beard Justice LLC.com. Now, what, what are those, Derek? Okay. Vicky, how you doing, sister? Uh, now, Chinese said Korean, Korea had a monopoly on the hair market in 1970 to 80. It was a trade agreement they had with the U.S., but that agreement ended in the 1990s. Now we trade hair with other, other countries, China, uh, teach one, reach one. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chinese. Uh, Montel, Sean. Okay. Uh, Israel said, uh, if we, as people work together collectively, we can overthrow the businesses that don't respect us or want our black dollars. And this is, how you doing, Elaine Riddick, uh, Renee Lamar. And see, this is one of the things I explained to uh, the protesters, right? Um, I, I have no problem with protesters, okay? Mass protest has its purpose. The, design, the, 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 
the purpose of mass protests is to draw attention to the problem, inform people about the problem, draw people into your plan of action, and also to get media attention to spread your message, to expose the problem, spread your message, et cetera, right? But, but the protest is a tactic. The protests and marches are not a plan. They are a tactic, which, is, which can be part of a larger plan. But at the end of the protest, right, after you protest in front of the Asian-owned nail salon, after you protest in front of the Asian-owned black beauty supply store, after you uh, block the entrance to uh, Victoria's Secret down on um, uh, the Magnificent Mile, Michigan Avenue in Chicago, protesting against the killing of Laquan McDonald, right? At the end of the protest, you have to march yourself down to black-owned businesses and spend your money and buy them out. You have to redirect that energy. You got 500 people, 250 people, 1,000 people there for a protest. You got to redirect that energy and those dollars and those bodies to African-American-owned businesses to buy them out, okay? So this is extremely important. Now, this article right here, those in the New York area, and then I'm going to tell you about the All Black National Convention coming up um, Friday, September 28th through Sunday, September 30th in Philadelphia, because that's where I'll be uh in philadelphia all black national convention right so this article here from blackenterprise.com dealt with um this dealt with um african-american-owned nail salons in the new york area okay so after you had the um the incident that happened at the new red apple nail salon east uh east flatbush uh avenue in brooklyn okay back in um back in august BlackEnterprise.com posted this article called 11 Black-Owned Nail Salons in New York You Can Support. 11 Black-Owned Nail Salons in New York You Can Support. So we can redirect those dollars, okay? We, we, we have to stop financing our own dehumanization, have targeted, sustained economic withdrawal strategies, and redirect these dollars to African-American-owned businesses. So I sent this article to Jade Arendale, Arendale one of the protesters there protesting against his nail salon, they made copies of it, gave it out to people. But what they found the pushback was a lot of people were not conscious, were not African-centered. So they're complaining about going to the Black-owned business. They may charge more, things like this, blah, blah, blah. Not understanding, okay, that oftentimes the African-American businesses are undercapitalized. The areas that they're in, they may have to pay more for insurance, okay? They, they may not be able to buy in bulk like some of the Asian stores, things like this. But we see a tide shifting as well. So we have to understand, we have to do a SWOT, anal a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? Strengths, the weaknesses are internal, opportunities, and threats are external. They're external in the uh, business environment. And we see the, the an opportunity here, okay? So we have to be able to take advantage of it. All right, so uh, we need to look for a list like this when we're protesting against certain establishments. We need to look for a list like this of, of African-American-owned businesses in the area to be able to redirect our dollars to, okay? All right, let's continue here. Uh, let's see here. All right, so let's continue with... Uh, the article from Black Enterprise dealing with Black-owned beauty supply stores are growing. All right, now, um, 
Okay, so the marketplace, however, slowly shifting. One reason for the shift is because many Korean American beauty supply store owners are not passing their businesses down to their children. Instead, their children are choosing and even being encouraged to work in other professions. All right. Now, uh, let's see. Okay, so Leah Diaz, D I A S, Leah Diaz owns um, the Girl K, a beauty supply and clothing store in Los Angeles. She also opened two more beauty supply shops in South LA, making her one of the few, perhaps the only African-American woman to operate multiple beauty supply shops, all right? Now, in an interview with Black Enterprise, she said, quote, my long-term goal for the business within the next two years is to start a distribution company. I want to distribute to my own stores, obvious, obviously, but I want to distribute to every beauty supply in the Los Angeles area. I know when I'm able, she, she said, I know when I'm able to do, uh, I'll be able to help other black women get into this business. Well, back in, uh, well, well, back into this business because black people used to own beauty supplies, end quote. And we see that African-American women also are creating businesses at six times the national average. Right. And that is from uh, the report from American American Express Open from uh, 2015. OK, that African-American women are creating uh, businesses at six times the national average. Now. Uh, this shift also comes in the midst of growing momentum of black women to patronize black owned beauty services and products. The recent viral video of a melee between Asian nail salon workers and black women customers in Brooklyn, New York, is just one example of why more black women are advocating for this shift. All right. So this is something good. We have to keep this going. Um, these are things. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, the all black national convention uh, is so important. It's taking place uh, September 28th through the. Um, uh, 30th in Philadelphia. Okay, visit allblacknationalconvention.com, allblacknationalconvention.com for more information. Uh, I'll be there, Dr. Claude Anderson to be there, Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm on a panel discussion that Saturday dealing with uh, why we must buy black. And you know, whenever I speak, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna infuse some African history and culture into it because our history and culture gives us our foundation that influences our economic empowerment and political empowerment. And one of the problems, one of the real problems is that we're trying to expand an economic base or build an economic base and don't have that historical cultural foundation in place. And this is one of the main reasons why we spend 97% of our dollars with people that don't look like us. We haven't taken our minds back. Okay, that's extremely, extremely important. All right, so visit allblacknationalconvention.com. Uh, Kenny Gamble, legendary Kenny Gamble of uh, songwriting duo Gamble and Huff will be there as well. He'll be speaking also. All right, let's go to some more of your comments here. And email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, African-American business owners. Uh, we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. Uh, we can get you started today. And uh, we'll put your 30-second to 60-second commercial into the audio podcast of our weekly radio show. We reach thousands of people across the country on a uh, on a weekly basis. 
If you don't have a commercial, send us a script. We'll record a commercial for you. Uh, no additional charge. We have a special promotion going on for a couple more days. Uh, buy one, uh, you, you get your 50% um, off your first month. 50% off your first month, okay? All right, let's see. Uh, Ricky Law said, Ricky from Houston, Ivory, Ivory Star plus inbox me more. Yeah. Email us, uh, email us Ricky at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. All right. Uh, who else? Who else do we have here? Gregory, capital is the big hurdle for us. Uh, yeah, capital is oftentimes a uh, a big hurdle. There are ways to try to work around it, but this is why grants are so important um, as well. Let's see, Ricky. We have Tria. We have Kelly. Uh, Kelly Allen. Robin said, right, these businesses that's just starting out don't have the capital to mark their prices down to even compete with uh, the other stores that have been around for a while. Uh, and this is why, like, with these various associations, like these various type of industry associations for African-American-owned businesses, one of the things that they can do if they're not already doing this is that they can buy in bulk to get a lower uh, cost per unit. So they can pass those savings on to uh, uh, the consumers. Okay, Derek Earl Garner said, beard justice bombs and oils is an all-natural grooming business that targets men with beers, beards and, with, uh, and without with cologne-inspired bomb oils and butters. Okay. All right, so Derek, be sure to email us because we have a lot of African-American men with beards who listen to our shows and our broadcasts. Uh, who else we have here? Ivory Star, Dream Team Academy. Dream Team 360 Academy is a black-owned co-op owned and operated by the people. Uh, we are the first African-American vertical grocery farm. We replace all food deserts in phase one. Our dollar will uh, cycle uh, 10 times phase two school credit unions, gas stations, join the economic movement. All right, what's your website, Ivory? And uh, be sure to email us also at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, Ivory, sounds like you should be advertising with the African History Network, all right? Because uh, we reach thousands of people across the country. So on Blog Talk Radio alone, um, within the first two weeks, uh, each show on average gets between 4,000 to 8,000 listens. And we're on six different podcast platforms. Uh, Jay Burley said they don't respect you. Those nail products are poison. Uh, okay, let's see. Sabrina, Jay, okay. All right. Okay, so uh, this is good news about uh, beauty supply stores. All right, and uh, if we look at the census, if we look at the, not census report, Nielsen report, 2018, uh, black impact consumer categories where African-Americans move markets. Um, one of the things they say here, diving into the dollar spent, black consumers and consumers of color alike are making considerable contributions to the overall market. In some cases, representing more than 50% of the overall spending in key product categories, for example, half of the total uh, uh, half of the total 
uh, spend on spent on dry grains and vegetables in the U.S. Uh, so it's 941 million. Uh, in 2017, uh, came from consumers of color, and uh, Black consumers represented 147 million dollars of the total uh, spent in this category, which has recently made advances in product creation uh, to meet the demands of their diverse buyers. All right. Uh, and they deal with uh, the power of black dollars categories where the percentage of black spending is greater uh, in proportion to their population. So we're 14 point, about 14.4 percent of the population. Uh, we see ethnic hair and beauty aids, women fragrances, female hygiene, men toiletries, personal soap and bath needs, frozen unprepared meat and seafood refrigerated juices and drinks. Um, okay, so there are, a lot, there are a lot of categories here. All right, I'll post this uh, report here on the thread of the broadcast also, okay? So you can check that out as well. All right, so be sure to listen to the African History Network show uh, this Sunday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, you know, we broadcast here on Facebook Live. We broadcast on 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation. Uh, out of Detroit, we broadcast here on um, on Facebook Live as well, and uh, we have a, a special promotion right now. Also, you get the um, Black Panther Eight digital download bundle pack. It's on sale right now, fifty dollars. Regularly eighty dollars includes uh, three of my presentations dealing with the film Black Panther and five other lectures, five of my other lectures as well. That's a, we posted the link here. That's available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Um, Trey Zilla said uh, the documentary Black Hair shows how black retailers and product makers uh, are and were blacked out of the black hair care industry. Do we have solutions for working around the roadblocks mentioned with Dan? Yeah, just read this article. It's up, updated information. Um, let's see here. Felicia, how you doing, Felicia? Okay, and once again, the article from uh, blackenterprise.com is uh, black-owned beauty supply stores are growing. Black-owned beauty supply stores are growing. As I said, we have to support them. This is why the, um, uh, the, the, the African-American Chamber of Commerce uh, are so important, but also industry associations like the um, uh, the Black-Owned Beauty Supply Association. Organizations like that are so important as well, okay? BOPSA, B-O-B-S-A.org is their website, BOPSA, B-O-B-S-A.org. And they're in that documentary, um, the takeover, how Koreans took over the black hair care industry. All right, and this is why things like the All Black National Convention are so important as well, okay? Okay, um, if you want to donate to the African History Network, if you'd like this type of information, uh, paypal.me, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. That helps us to stay on the air, keep doing the research, keep broadcasting, keep doing our radio show, uh, pay the bills, et cetera. Paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. And then also uh, we have a sale going on on the um, 
online courses that I teach. We have them all on demand. They're in a bundle pack. It's a 10 course bundle pack, regularly $130 on sale, $60. And that includes ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. And Kemet is one of the original names for Egypt. That's a 14-hour, seven-session online course that I teach. There were thousands of years of history. We do a PowerPoint presentation. We have video clips, book references, et cetera. Um, and then it also includes uh, another class is uh, Great African Women in History, the Mothers of Civilization. Um, there's uh, one presentation I did, one class I did dealing with the film Black Panther. So there's a lot in that bundle pack. So we just posted a link here for that. It's also available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. All right. Uh, let me get some more. Let me get uh, some of your last comments in here. Okay, let's see. So on Sunday night show, we'll deal with an uh, update on what's going on with the investigation to the killing of Bolton Shem John. Um, by um, uh, Dallas police uh, officer uh, Amber Geiger. Okay, you know, I've been covering that uh, case a lot. Be sure to watch last Sunday's show. I dealt with it, I dealt with, dealt with that case and the facts in it extensively, separated fact from fiction. We'll give an update uh, on that case. We'll talk about the district attorney, chief of police. We'll deal with uh, the um, search warrant for the uh, electronic door locks. Um, we'll deal with uh, some updates uh, in that case, dealing with the factual information. Then also I'm gonna deal with internet hoaxes. I'll deal with um, the internet hoax to convince people that the OK symbol is a white power symbol. There's a documented internet hoax that goes back to February, 2017. I have a whole history on that. I've been researching that past two or three days. And then I uh, will also deal with two other internet hoaxes. Um, the fake Willie Lynch letter 1712, because Willie Lynch never historically existed. And I've done lectures in the past dealing with that. Uh, there are words in the Willie Lynch letter that didn't even exist in the early 18th century or the way they were used in the early 18th century uh, were totally different then. And um, also the other internet hoax is that the black John Hansen was president. That comes from a total uh, lack of research, lack of understanding of historical checkpoints, lack of understanding that there were two John Hansons. You had a white Senator from Maryland who was president of the Continental Congress from 1781 to 1782. And then you had a black John Hansen who was a Senator in Liberia who comes along much later, okay? Um, and just because of lack of research, because of the internet, because people recycle nonsense. Uh, and then there's the myth that he's on the back of the $2 bill, which is factually, factually inaccurate. And this can easily be proven wrong. I've done a, uh, I've done a lecture dealing with this. I have written an article about it. Uh, it. How many people have seen the back of the $2 bill? Okay. Now, how many people have seen the actual painting that the back of the $2 bill is based upon? Okay. Most people haven't. And this is part of the problem. All right, but all this stuff is easily verifiable, okay? Because when you look at the actual painting that the back of the $2 bill is based upon, there's nobody, 
there's nobody African on the back of the $2 bill. There's nobody black on the back of the $2 bill. None of that. But see, we rather recycle BS than actually do research. And see, the, the, um, the, the first lecture I did dealing with this was um, should African-Americans celebrate Black History Month exposing the myths? And I deal with the whole origins of African-American History Month. We should celebrate it, but we need to understand the history behind what we're celebrating and study Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And then I deal with exposing this myth about the, about the uh, Black John Hanson being president, because he was not. And um, that portion of the video, it's, it's on our YouTube channel, Michael Imhotep. It's been viewed 331,000 times last time I checked. Um, and when I ask people questions about this, they, they, you know, I've talked to Moors about this and refuted the information that they were talking about because um, there were Moors there um, when I first did the presentation. And I deal with the $2 bill and all that stuff. All that stuff is, is, is just nonsense. Okay, but unfortunately, we don't do research. Okay, and it and it's a detriment. It it does us harm. And see, these are things that can easily be proven wrong. So when you when you when you put stuff out here that can easily be disproven, easily proven wrong, it it hurts your credibility, hurts your integrity. Even though you may mean well, it's just a bunch of garbage. It's nonsense. Okay. Angie said, yes, please deal with that Willie Lynch BS. I hear college professors repeat that BS. Have them contact me if they're, con if they're college professors because that, that shows a lack of research. And, and I can easily prove that stuff wrong. You don't have any slave narratives that mention the Willie Lynch, okay? Um, when you study world history, there is no Willie Lynch slave master in world history in the 18th century. When you look at and see Professor Manu and Pim, I interviewed Professor Manu and Pim, M-A-N-U-A-M-P-I-M. He probably has the most extensive information on this. I interviewed him. We did a show a few years ago called, uh, I think it was called Death to the Fake Willie Lynch Speech, because he has three essays on his website, manuandpim.com, that deals with the fake Willie Lynch uh, letter, and he's written an article about it. And he's, he's I'm sorry, he, he wrote a, a, a short book about it. Uh, M-A-N-U-A-M-P-I-M, okay, um, at newampim.com. Okay, he was just at the Nubian, uh, the Nubian conference in, I think it was uh, London or something like that. But um, a trained historian can look at certain things in that letter and tell it's a fraud, okay? And you don't have smoking guns like this that just pop up and they're not, and they're isolated from other pieces of history. Things like that don't happen. Okay. Um, and the Whitty Lynch letter um, really became popularized back in 1995 at the Million Man March because Minister Farrakhan talked about it. But the, at the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March 2015, I don't remember him talking about Whitty Lynch because it had been proven that Willie Lynch, the Willie Lynch letter was a fraud. It was written by Dr. Kwabina Ashanti in 1970. And he's come out and admitted it. And uh, even there's a, a video on YouTube of them talking about it and him writing it. And he meant well. He was trying to show African Americans how they're acting like slaves. But personally, understanding history, personally, I think it's done more harm than good. Okay. Um,
Yeah, manuampim.com, M-A-N-U-A-M-P-I-M.com. So we'll deal with that Sunday night and um, probably talk about Colin Kaepernick getting the W.B. Du Bois uh, Award from Harvard University. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit as well, okay? All right, Michael said, uh, Michael Houston said, buy wholesale and cater to what our people need and want through the marketing research on what products are in demand. Do not overcharge on merchandise. Compete on the same level as your competition. Um, advertise on all levels. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, sound, that sounds good when you can do that. Uh, sometimes you have to work towards that. Now, I also encourage, being that I've taught entrepreneurship in the past, I also encourage all entrepreneurs to take at least one entrepreneurship class. But you go to a local community college, take an entrepreneurship class, because it's going to save you a lot of money. It can save you thousands of dollars in lost revenue. It can keep you from going out of business, possibly keep you from going bankrupt. Because you're going to learn a whole lot of things about business. You're going to learn about ways to save money, ways to make money marketing strategies uh it's a number of things that you're going to learn that can really help you in business okay and a community college is going to be cheaper than trying to take it um take a uh, entrepreneurship class at a university okay unless you have to at a university but um you can go to a community college and uh, they're much cheaper all right so look, hey, uh, we're going to get out of here. Be sure to email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. And uh, you can find out how to advertise your African-American-owned business with the African History Network. And uh, once again, we put your 30-second to 60-second commercial into the audio podcast of our radio show. We reach thousands of people on a weekly basis. We're on six different podcast platforms, including iTunes and CastBox and TuneIn.com. Um, so email us at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We get you up and running today. And even if you don't have a commercial, you can send us a script or send us some bullet points. We can record one for you and uh, we'll get you up and running. We'll get your um, the commercial into Sunday Night Show. All right, so remember at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right knowledge corrects your own behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man's thoughts, you control the circumference of his actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Right now, it's correct. Wrong behavior is not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. I know you all watched the movie Black Panther and saw Wakanda and wanted to buy a one-way ticket straight to that magical place. Well, why not? The International Black Book is a cyber Wakanda, a black wonderland. It is well overdue for the black diaspora to come together and build a global community where we can choose to buy black, travel black, and eat black. Place your complimentary listing of your business or agency. You are welcome at internationalblackbook.com, internationalblackbook.com. 
Sign up today. Are you looking to regain your health and vitality? Then visit naturallifeenergy.com. That's naturallifeenergy.com. It is an alkaline, plant-based diet website based on Dr. Sebi's methodology and nutritional guide, which supports the healthy expression of the African black gene, but it benefits everyone. Combat the ill effects of white supremacy that has brainwashed black people into eating foods that support the development of diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. Gain a better understanding of how to use a plant-based diet based on Dr. Sebi's nutritional guide to help heal your body and mind by reading Achillanese book, Alkaline Plant-Based Diet. Learn how to use herbs used in Dr. Sebi's methodology to help address complex diseases like lupus and IBS in his herbal book, Alkaline Herbal Medicine. Alkaline Herbal Medicine. Purchase Achillanese books from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other book retailers. Get your copies today. Hey, this is Alex, the App Nerd. I create low-cost, high-quality mobile apps for people like you. Do you want to take your business to the next level by reaching more customers and potential clients? How about making ordering products and scheduling services easier? Does your church or organization want to improve youth participation? Perhaps you want to create a mobile game or dating app and make money off of paid ads. Well, what are you waiting for? Let me help you. Go to my site, appinmyhead.com. Request a free quote today. That's appinmyhead.com. Zetegrity is a black-owned company and has managed to combine five of your most major cards into one. You have a charge card with unlimited purchase power, plus you can earn elite class rewards. You have a credit card which helps you build credit. You have a secured card where you can secure up to $15,000 on a MasterCard or a Visa with an unlimited amount. You have a debit card where you can withdraw money from any bank with no fees and you have a prepaid card which makes it easy to get but without fees. There's no credit check. Everyone is approved. No direct deposit fees, no late fees, no transfer fees. You can start building your children's credit. It comes with a routing number and an account number for direct deposit. Use promo code E3UT, E3UT, and go to ZBlackCard.com. That's the letter Z, ZBlackCard.com forward slash E3UT and get your card today. Brothers and sisters, Brother Michael Bullock is a multi-talented researcher, investigative reporter, public speaker, and educator. Brother Bullock has over 20 years of experience in lecturing on African history worldwide. Mr. Bullock, a.k.a. the Black Knight, is the founder and CEO of Black Knight Productions, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the research and teachings, if I may be so bold, of the greatest story never told. The Black Knight has an assortment of lectures dealing with 
African and African-American history in all areas of human interaction, those being education, entertainment, economics, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. The Black Knight is dedicated to the upliftment of African people throughout the world and dedicates each day to the realization of this goal. For more information, please reach out to Mr. Bullock through uh, Brother Michael M. Hotep, and he will definitely reach back to you. Hotep.